This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash flop. Join up, give me your money! Uh, what? Huh? What? What? I don't know what you said. I said join up, give me your money. Keep going. Uh, yes, money is always good. And though, welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we're going to be doing the floppies, so stay tuned for our best and worst of the year. But this week, we are talking about Instant Bullet with our wonderful, ever-terrific guest, Bambi. Bambi, thank you so much for being on the show and stepping away from all that important stuff you're doing for Disney. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about your mom, by the way. For copyright reasons, my name is strictly inspired by the actual dinosaur, the Bambi Raptor, and completely unrelated oh. to a company notorious for suing little people. However, <laughs> uh oh, I'm in danger. I'm Bambi Raptor. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm glad to be here with my two favorite floppy boys. <laughs> Other places might know me as Jacob Galloway, as I have tried and failed to rid myself of this name that I thought was really cool in like fifth grade and then kept until I was like 15. It's okay. Our last guest, Teching 101, was literally like, he came up with that name when he was like eight and he just kept it. And look at him now. He was on Shonen Flop. Yeah, he's, he's made it in the world. I thought that was a really cool name if you're like a Tekken tournament guy, but I'm pretty sure it's unrelated to that. We did that reference in it. It's like a Zoe 101 reference. You said it specifically wasn't a Zoe 101 reference? Oh, fuck me. I didn't understand that part when I listened to that last week because I don't know how it relates <laughs> episode, to Zoe though. 101. Great guy. Great episode. Great guy. Great episode. Yeah. I also want to bring up, did you know not every state has a state dinosaur? And this has really upset me. Yeah, David, I definitely knew that states, a lot of them had state dinosaurs. Which states? Utah has the most blatant, most obvious state dinosaur. Well, yeah. It's the Utah Raptor. Yeah, the, the, the Utahsaurus. Yeah. Fuck off, Jordan. <laughs> They're probably one of the least deserving of a state dinosaur, so that's disappointing. Yes! I feel like we should really shit on Utah more, especially since our wonderful editor Dylan is coming to us from Salt Lake City. Yeah. He's probably going to put an interjection being like, hey. Yeah, nah, Utah needs to be taken down a couple pegs. Love you, Dylan. I feel like most <laughs> people there know what's up. <laughs> Do you mind the telling audience just a quick little spiel about yourself? I used to make like card game content and then I started making like anime slash manga content. I was on a podcast for a while, The Anabuddies, which I am mm. currently on either a hiatus from or a full exit from because I have other stuff to do. Oh, just like Mission Ignition. It's hey. really time consuming to watch anime and review it. Manga is much easier to read. That's what I'm saying, man. And funny enough, you guys are like one of the only manga podcasts that actually talk about manga. So when did we ever talk about manga? I think last week we talked about we talked about that series for like 20 minutes. I thought we just talk about Chainsaw Man. But Chainsaw Man is a manga. Yeah. Not anymore. True. Chaotic energy today, Bambi. Please continue. Now I kind of just like make card game content and play card games again and sometimes make manga content because I have like a massive manga collection. What card games? Uh, currently, I'm like getting into Pokemon card game. Nice. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time, but that game sucks. Did you play the card game on on a motorcycle? <laughs> God damn it, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right, all right. Baby, please uh, please continue, and then we'll get into manga details before Jordan derails his show even more. They recently released the, uh, the One Piece card game, and I'm trying that out. Mm -hmm. It seems all right. It's a One Piece card game? It's doing much better than, like, any other new card game I've seen. Well, yeah. 
and I know you guys like One Piece. Boa, I, do. I, I don't feel like I'm saying this right, but Boa Hancock. Yep. Oh my God, the dude, big her, booby lady. The booby lady. You're right. I haven't gotten to her in One Piece. I don't think, and if I do, I don't remember it because I'm on like volume 24 or something. But uh, man, her card, man, that'll get you into One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. This is a this is a this is a family podcast. So why don't we? This is a goddamn fucking family podcast. God fucking damn it! I'm just saying the card art is very attractive. It sure is one of the two body types Oda can draw. Yes. You know what else is attractive? <laughs> Hearing the details about this manga. So let's get into that. So Bambi, uh, do you mind telling the audience a bit about the series? Well, this was written by a bit of an underground mangaka known as Aka Akasaka. Fun name to say. It is very fun. <laughs> I didn't check, but I've always just assumed that's like a pen name or something. Yeah, that's definitely a pen name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently he was an assistant for, I, I feel like it's insulting for me to try to say those names, but the Dead Man... You can Man, just say the guy who made Dead Man yeah, Wonderland. Dead Man Wonderland people. Excuse me, I think you'll find it's actually Dead Man Wonder World. <sighs> Fuck, he's in jail now, it's fine. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference. I don't know what the joke is. Don't take the time to explain it. Don't worry about it. Better you don't. Four people get that reference. It's fine. Funny enough, that's another one with good art, bad story. Oh. And then I did not know that he wrote a Sayonara Piano Sonata, but the other two popular works are uh, something called Love is War and Oshinoko, which are unironically actually super good. Uh, two of like mm -hmm. my favorite manga that I've ever read. I know you both have seen Love is War in some capacity. Yeah, I've read the whole thing. Have you touched on Oshinoko yet? No, I have not. I've heard mixed things about it. Dude. I watched one episode of Love is War, and I liked it, so I think I'll watch more. You love the narrator, because he's just a giant <laughs> shit poster. I did love the narrator, but I also liked a lot of other things besides the narrator. But the narrator is kind of a big part of that anime. Yes, but <laughs> we are not here to talk about Love is War. The plot twists in Oshinoko, like, man, Instant Bullet, like, walked with a limp so that Oshinoko could run, because that plot twist is fucking astounding. There's a lot of where this offer got a lot of bad things out of his system, but we'll definitely save that for later. Yeah. Do you mind telling the audience, though, about what the run dates were for the series? Instant Bullet ran from July of 2013 to August of 2015, which feels like much longer than it should have, but... <laughs> Apparently, uh, it was a monthly series. It's over two years. It was a monthly series. Man, how many chapters did it have? It ran for five volumes and 27 chapters, or 25 like actual chapters broken into like weird point fives and yeah. A slash Bs. The chapters were just a fucking weird thing. Yeah. yeah. I maintain the point of I'm pretty sure it was just so he could have chapter 1B to make a funny little pun. I don't think you're wrong. I also think that that is the only explanation. I don't know if this is like some joke that doesn't translate well, but the amount of times that like IB is mentioned would make it seem like it's significant in some capacity. And I don't know if he's just laughing to himself about that or. Yeah. I don't know if the acronym for IBS is the same <laughs> in Japanese. That would be a very advanced shit posting. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh my God. We're going to get into it. I thought it was so funny. Can you tell us a little bit about the magazine it ran? Because this is actually not a Shonen Jump series. 
Dengeki Mao, they generally do like, this is a vocab word for me, but tuning tales and uh, twist of twisted humanity, uh, sweet Yuri series, which is very matching to the art style. And then adaptations yeah. of, I guess, like the RPGs that are kind of like heavily VN inspired. Like fatless RPG. David gets that joke. I get it. I get it. Is that because they don't taste good when they're cooked? No, it's it's Atlas, and then people who like Atlas games are fat. Fat, that's yeah, the, fatless. That's the joke. I haven't heard a fatless joke in a while. Hey, man, I haven't been fat for like four years, and I loved Persona. I'm still fat, and I don't like Persona, so what does that say about the society we live in? Well, I'm fat, and I do like Personas. But uh, I like this sentence, so I'll use this one word for word about uh, it's a magazine specifically for uh, a sweaty nerd who goes on about uh, purity a lot while min-maxing their relationship side quest. And then, yeah, it's got some weird shit. I feel like with this description, I'm wondering if Umi Nico and Higarashi were published in this, and I feel like they probably were. Sounds about right. And uh, <laughs> Maxi B, our wonderful manga historian, says he is not a fan of this magazine. Yeah, I gathered that from the description. I'm, I don't think I'm a big fan of this magazine either, honestly. But speaking of description, Jordan, you know what is description I am a big fan of? Uh, what? Yours. So why don't we get into learning about the manga itself? Kuro is sad and lonely. He has two imaginary friends. He beats people up for fun, and he wants to destroy the world. Uh, same. For <laughs> some reason, no one likes him. Then, one day, he meets Sarah. That's S-E-R-A. See, it's a new spelling of Sarah that you didn't know about. Which is interesting, because did you know the name Sarah is also a Japanese name? Yeah, but, like, only because I've heard it in one or two anime, but it's been rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, she's a girl who has power over bombs and wants to be a hero. She's like Reze, David's favorite girl. They are called <laughs> instant bullets, and I forget why. Kuro actually made the beast that they're chasing because it's his power. He's the bad guy, kind of, but really he's just an edgelord. Then they meet a witch named Yume, who says there's like 20 instant bullets. She can see the future, but it's like fucking useless because she can't change it, and everybody saw about being edgy. Turns out Sarah is also a bad guy who wants to blow up the world. You can honestly talk about every character in here by saying it turns out they're also a bad guy who wants to blow up the world. Yume introduces <laughs> him to a guy named Moroki with a pocket dimension and a creepy murder bunny girl named Kokage. Bunny girl also wants to kill everyone on the planet because her mom was a sex worker who died. People think she killed a bunch of people in something called the Maria drug incident because she created a new drug but the drug just makes bad people nice like it doesn't get you high it's just if you're if you're a douchebag it just makes you into like a decent dude <laughs> when people couldn't get the drug anymore they really didn't want to be mean anymore so to keep themselves from being jerks they all killed themselves in a way that framed her for their murder she wants to make a giant plant that makes everyone's dick stop working but kuro and moroki make her cry until she turns nice Popcorn David. 
Yume foresaw her own death and also that she'd fall in love with Kuro, so she enrolls in high school and asks him on a date. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. They go back to her place where she has a little sister who stays locked away in her room. Don't worry about it. It's not important. She wants to watch porn and make out, but Kuro turns her down. She's going to die in three days, so he agrees to be her boyfriend till then. Then a group of evil IBS, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and evil IBs appear colorful and they kill the witch, which makes Kuro sad because the rom-com high school chapters were the best part of this manga. And now we're going to have to wait until Chainsaw man comes back to really be able to see those kind of high school dates soon he gets not just depressed but ultra depressed Ooh. where his depression works without him actively thinking which <laughs> makes him mega strong however the witch's little sister was actually her from when she was a little kid because she also has time travel powers that's right i lied she was important Ooh. fuck you listener she went back <laughs> in time and grew up so she was older in the present but her current self still exists as a nine-year-old girl girl had two neighbor girls who were sisters and they were the imaginary friends he's been hallucinating the older one, Toro, burned down her own house and Kuro felt guilty about it, while the younger one, Iroha, got put into a coma thanks to the fire and then legally became Kuro's sister. Turns out they're actually not hallucinations. Well, they still kind of, it's weird. Well, Torio is, yeah, <laughs> kind of, I think. They're also instant bullets with vague powers created by Kuro's ability. Maybe, Maybe I, I yeah, um, there's a lot, if you Google this series, a lot of people say, what the fuck was the plot to this manga? And people have to explain it. This was not an easy plot summary. God, I'm so glad I don't have to write these anymore. Yeah. But Popcorn Bambi. Then, Colorful's instant bullet lawyer gets Kuro to sign Toro's life away from them. But Kuro suddenly changes her name, which ruins the contract because the law is confusing like this manga. Sarah then steals all the bombs in the world and threatens to blow everyone up unless Kuro can find her. Through a flashback, we see that Sarah was a sociopath who thought death was funny, but her dad tricked her into wanting to be a hero until he got hit by the isekai bus and she thought that that was funny too. Kiro finds her and tells her that his angst made him strong enough to destroy the world first, so Sarah gets to be the hero and fires all the bombs in the world at him until they're all gone, successfully enacting worldwide nuclear disarmament and becoming one of the greatest heroes in history. But she's gonna drop the mega ultra bomb until Yume reappears because she has time travel powers and for some reason decided to only use those powers like a couple times. Yume stops the bomb and that's pretty much the end, basically. Yeah, uh, it just kind of ends. It's hard for me to believe that like one person coherently wrote this because it feels like a lot of ideas written by other people that didn't see each other's work. Yes, yeah. but we can definitely get into yeah. that when we start dissecting our thoughts on this. But we'll be doing that in just a minute. But first, let's just go through the characters real quick. So to kick things off, Jordan, why don't you tell us about the main character? So his name is Kudo Fukase. <laughs> Kudo means black, like my soul, like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Kuro the Hedgehog. Kuro, Kuro the Hedgehog. I guarantee you, if you look that up, you'll find 3,000. All right, I'm going to check DeviantArt right now. I have a, a, a note that I feel like you guys might like, because uh, when like going through the introduction of Kiro, it kind of felt like he watched Chainsaw Man and he was like, man, I'm just like Denji. Let me tell everyone that I'm just like Denji. <laughs> but like, we're not being shown like his struggle at all. He's just going to tell us that his life's really hard and he hates everyone. That's the thing. Like, rather than seeing his struggle, we just see the effects of it. And the effect of it is that he's a fucking asshole and i would also leave this guy alone and never talk to him ever 
as we talked about in the chibi, no one wants to be his friend for good reason. He is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he literally beats people up for fun. Like, he just finds random people in an alleyway, and he just attacks them. He was, like, beating up a homeless person. Yeah! I liked that he got catfished by an inflatable doll, though. Yeah, he bought the wrong one or whatever. Yeah. And then um, he starts this trend of everyone having really shitty parents because he was abandoned by his mother and lived with his grandma. His grandma sounded like she was really nice. I don't know what went wrong. Yeah. Didn't his dad was like, his dad kind of just worked himself to death, it sounds like. I thought his dad just abandoned him. I thought his dad took care of him, but then died of a heart attack when he was young due to stress. I think that that's... It's really hard to keep track of all the depressing backstories for all the characters. That might be true. Capitalism takes another one. Yes, uh, but listener, you gotta remember everything we're saying uh, was delivered through so much text. So much! And it was all bullshit. For someone with so much artistic talent, there's a lot of telling and not a lot of showing. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So does anyone have any our thoughts though about him? It's just everyone is so edgy and generic. And yes, there is a Kuro the Hedgehog. I posted it in our group chat. It is a hedgehog with red hair and is holding a bloody knife while the word Kuro is written on fire. It's literally just a bad drawing of Shadow the Hedgehog. Ow, the edge. It's literally that. He just has a different hairstyle. But anyway, yeah, Kuro, um, Kuro is a guy who, uh, he's just kind of the worst. And, uh, like all the main characters in this series, he wants to blow up the world. He has horrific PTSD, much like every other character in this series. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's well said. How about you, Bammy? Is there anything about him you want to add? I feel like your protagonist, like I, you mentioned psychopaths and it made me think like, I feel like if you're going to write a series that follows a character's story, they should probably be like more likable than Patrick Bateman. That's a good point. Or uh, there, there's a way to do it where it works. I mean, like you mentioned Patrick Bateman, you know, I, I haven't seen American Psycho. People tell me that's a really good movie, but like, and book. I got to say that because people yell at me. Like Power. Power is a huge piece of shit, but she's like one of the most beloved characters in Chainsaw Man. There's a way to do this. I don't know for you guys, but I definitely love edgy shit and edgy protagonists. Yeah. But this is not, this is not the guy. No. There's no redeeming qualities. No, but <laughs> you know who else is edgy? <laughs> Sarah. Yes. So, Bambi, speaking of your love of edgy characters, what did you think of her? So when she's introduced, we go from, like, that dingy thing I'm telling you about. Now I feel like I'm in, like, Scott Pilgrim, but replace Michael Sarah with, uh, haha, funny <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. Replace Michael Sarah with this guy. I get it. She just has, like, this manic pixie dream girl thing right? added in, and it's fucking weird again, and it's like, these are two of my least favorite tropes now in two characters that we've met. She shows up and she's like, oh, I'm the manic pixie dream girl. Just, just kidding. I'm evil. I actually want to kill everyone. But it's also, like, kind of part of my charm, you know? Yeah. Haha. What if we just, like, blew up the world as, like, a joke, you know? <laughs> Just kidding, unless. Just kidding, unless. <laughs> Neither of you have watched Arcane, right? I have. So, like, this one's bad jinx, kind of. Yep. The racist Pokemon? No, the character from Arcane or League of Legends. Arcanine? Continued. Just ignore him. Yeah, just continued. It might say stuff about me that I love Jinx, not the Pokemon. The, uh, okay. The, like, I don't love this character. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's always good when your main characters are like bad versions of other characters. That always makes for good stuff. Yep. At least there's a cohesive story here to hold everything together and bring it up. Yeah, real easy to follow. At least the art's good, and he found out how to use it. Yes. And then I will take things for the third character, Yume, for Asuna. She seems to know it all because she does because she can read the future all through. It's weird in that it's not like a prophecy thing. It's just it's literally it has to happen. Pretty much they were like, if you went and shot her before she's supposed to die, she just won't die, which is the most extreme form of prophecy, forced prophecy I've ever heard of in a manga. This is like some King Crimson level confusing shit, though, because like if you see the future where she gets shot, then how could you? do anything else in that time period other than what she sees like oh my god i like thinking about it is just do you know what i mean like yeah had it not been for your lovely podcast her introduction is like the point where i would have dropped the series because at this point it's like all right so we've got all this that's not going well now there's this character which seems like it's the most like base level i feel like when he wrote this he thought it was like really smart and philosophical being like oh the future can't be changed because stuff happens happens and it's like these are like the kids that think they're too smart for philosophy classes and they think like this is like beachy. Yes, yes. This is this is very similar to Beachy. That's the, oh my god. Never going to read that. Don't. They're talking about the eighth deadly sin a lot. Yeah, and then um, one thing to note, by the way, she has a huge crush on Kura, and Jordan said, really great part where they go on dates and stuff. It's kind of depressing. Jordan thinks she's the best character. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a low bar. <laughs> it's a very low bar. The only part where the manga actually seems to have some kind of like pathos and some kind of like followable plot with like real with like actual like characters and like some kind of emotion is when she's got like three days to live and stuff like that. I would agree. And then when she's gone, it completely devolves back to where it was. Yeah, that was the most cohesive part of the story was just that part around her. Yes. I would agree, and I think that's a good segue into talking about what the series did not do well, because we had notes for all the characters, but they didn't really fucking matter. All right, so let's get into why it failed. So Bambi, what would you say are some things about the series that really you did not enjoy? I felt like for the first few chapters, it felt like every chapter needed to have its own unique plot twist. And at some point, I feel like there needs to be a plot that's established that the reader can follow or else they're not going to care about what the fuck happens next week. If everything is like, haha, none of this mattered. You were actually tricked. So, Bambi, I'm going to stop you right there. You say each chapter has to have their own unique plot twist. No, I would say every chapter has the same plot twist applied over and over again. <laughs> wow, my parents are dead. I'm a bad person, but I seem really nice on the in- on the outside. I'm nice, but I actually want to kill everyone, including the main character, which made zero fucking sense because he acts heroic all the time, but still says, I'm secretly evil. No, you're not. None of your actions make you seem like an antagonist. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for the thing when he's beating up homeless people. But besides that. That's a fair point. Also, at the end of chapter five, I'm like, okay, so we're we're actually calling this the prologue. Uh, Normally that feels like a way to be like, don't worry, there's more interesting stuff coming. I just needed to get all of this out of the way so I could tell you the real story. Instead, that like just for me, it's like, wow, this is supposed to be your hook. And in five chapters, none of this hooked me. Instead, it was just not good. And it was really messy. And it felt like you didn't like storyboard anything before you started drawing 
There is so much text here. God. And so much of it is just totally unimportant. And it's just like, here's the thing. He'll have a character lay out like their backstory or their um, conflict. And then just in between every sentence, it'll just be them going, I'm so fucked up. Oh, I'm so evil. I'm such a douchebag. Oh, I'm such a piece of shit. I want everyone to die. I hate them all. And it's just like in the middle of explaining their backstory, this will just yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm glad to see that you guys also struggled with reading this because it was a really difficult read for me because of how boring it was. And I know that you guys I was like, yes, I was like, I don't know if this is just me because I normally only read stuff that's like worth reading because I don't like go out of my way to try new stuff. I'm like, okay, if something's recommended by other people, I'll look at it. But I'm not like randomly picking stuff on the Viz app checkout usually. Mm -hmm. But like it felt so bad. I'm sure there's worse stuff. You guys have definitely, it, it, it doesn't seem like a school judgment, but that's a talk for later. This author cannot write monthly series. There is a very special technique and style to make a monthly manga not feel immensely painful. And this is not it because he had 20 pages of material and had to, and spent 50 pages on all of them. Uh, no, no. What the, my issue with this, it's kind of the same thing. This is reminding me like a lot of VGN philosophy school where it's like this author's trying to be edgy and all the parts where it's edgy just suck. And then there's just like, like the parts of it that don't suck are the parts where it's not edgy. But so much of this manga is just so fucking edgy and like dark and like... This fucking piece of shit. God, uh, <laughs> this is one of these series where like, if you read at the surface level, you're like, it's not that bad. But if you do any amount of critical think, you're like, this series was absolute dog shit. Problem is, with all those words, it's hard not to do critical thinking. It's one of those things where it's like, I talk the most in the debate, which means I win kind of writing. Ben Shapiro. Yes, it's the Bobby Shapiro style of manga writing. If you're going to write that much, it has to be intelligent. Like Death Note has a fucking ton of words, but at least there's like intelligent, like philosophical discussions to be had about what's occurring there. This manga is literally like reading a filibuster. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is, there is a level where I'm looking at what this author's trying to do, and I think that some of the ideas are interesting, and, like, I can kind of figure out an idea behind it on, like, um a metaphorical sense or whatever the fuck, I don't know. But, man, the execution is just so confusing. Like, I'll give you an example, like, uh, oh, he's got two imaginary friends. Oh, well, they're actually his neighbors. Oh, well, one of them is legally his sister. Oh, well, the other one is actually... Also now his sister. They're actually hallucinations. No, they're not hallucinations. They're actually creations of his of himself, except they're not really. They're actually like souls or ghosts. Oh, they're not really. They're actually also instant bullets. And one of them is And you like, miss the fact that the sister's real version of the imaginary sister was this dark twisted psychopath who burned her own house down. Yeah, what yeah, she's a fake because like the she's a fake, like that Star Trek meme. Yeah, she she never talked uh because like she didn't want to reveal that she wasn't the real Toyro, because the real Toyro died and was like a weird fucking creep who burned down a house, so she's just like his conception of Toy like you, you see, like it's just what am I talking about right now? I don't know what I'm saying. I don't fucking know what actually it's hard for me to criticize because I really don't know what the fuck happened in the series, but baby, you were trying to say something. <laughs> I, I don't want to drag on too long for this section, but also, like, I think it's kind of like other stuff is so bad that it's easy to ignore, but the instant bullet, like, power system and the little sense that it makes is actually so bad. Yes. This isn't even supposed to be, like, a battle shonen, so it doesn't need a fucking, like, it doesn't need a power system, but it's... 
right? It's forcing it in, and it's so bad. I honestly don't know the mechanics of Instant Bullet, but on the surface, every power seemed insanely overpowered. One of the characters literally is she can just summon nuclear weapons whenever she wants. The IB of contracts might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever read on a manga page. Literally, it is legally, it's illegal to murder you. They can't murder you if you say no. Is the fucking <laughs> counter to his ability. Like, if you were trying to do, like, a battle shonen inside of, like, a courtroom, I think that would be good in, like, a comedy gag manga. But for that to be an actual thing that's supposed to be taken seriously and what's attempting to, I think, be a serious moment, that's just such a bad idea. There's lots of bad ideas, but I do have to say this had some good ideas, so why don't we get into what it did well? So speaking of good ideas, Jordan, why don't you lead off this section? This manga has, like, some interesting ideas buried in there. Like, for instance, the execution is terrible on this, but the idea of people being addicted to a drug that just makes them able to be nice and, like, able to be kind and caring and, like, the idea that they would hilariously commit suicide when (laughs) when it turns out that they couldn't be... They, they couldn't be kind anymore. You know, that's some of that's pretty interesting. I guess you could do something yeah. with that. I oh, God. Yeah. I also think, though, that it does kind of feel like if you view this as a parody, it's a lot better. Not yeah. that it's good, but the fact that every single thing is at maximum saying at all times just makes it so ridiculous that I think it does eventually loop itself. Like, I remember the last chapter is so absolutely insane with a twist that made me think of Cell Symphony, so I won't spoil it here. But man, <laughs> it took way too long to loop around, but it does for literally like the last like 20 pages of this manga, which was great. Yeah. And I will say the parts where Yume is in high school, for those few chapters, I just felt like I was reading a completely different manga in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's called Love is War, which is the series he made after. Yes, this. yes, exactly. It was like all of a sudden it was like, wow, these characters are like kind of funny. They're goofy. They have like some kind of like chemistry. There's like an emotional connection I can kind of make with this witch character. Like there was there was something there out of nowhere. It was like, oh, this is an instant bullet anymore. This is like um quick slug. Okay, yeah. Uh bam, bam, bam. I don't know how to segue into that. So what, what was the positives you saw? This might be like a backhanded compliment, but if I read this uh like in 2013 to 2015, I'd be like, man, this guy needs to find someone to write for him because the art's pretty like good. There's a pretty unique style to the characters, but his writing ability is just not there. But for him to go on and like fix that himself, good on him. I mean, there's definitely some off model shots, but yeah, the art is definitely not an issue in the series, which is great. A lot of the stuff you guys say has made me like think more about like art stuff because I'm pretty easily like amused. I'm kind of like monkey brain with that where it's like (laughs) this look good, that look not good. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I would definitely say like he has one of uh, my more like favored art styles among manga that I've read. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm glad he was able to put it all together without having to give someone a large piece of his profits. That's fair. And then as Jordan talked about, like the fun little moments are nice that are in the school. I also thought it was kind of clever how he renamed like his spirit friend. So that's how she got out of the contract, which shows just how absolute dog shit being the IB of contracts is that that works as a loophole. 
What a shitty power. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious how um he shows up towards the end and he's like, uh, no, no, you can't do this. No, because if you do it, I'll kill myself. No, like, stop, stop trying to save the world. I'll kill myself. And it's like, dude, if she detonates the nukes, you're going to die anyway. I don't know what the fuck you think you're solving here. Imagine if he just is like, what's the catch? Yeah. <laughs> Also, like, you know, the time travel stuff was kind of interesting. I don't think it was handled as well as it could have been at yeah. all. But the concept was I, I was kind of into at certain points. I like how it's like, oh, I was able to time travel to this point in the future because my nine year old self is down there and seeing it. And OK, it doesn't really make that much sense. Also, she apparently has Zawarudo powers, but she doesn't use them yeah and it was confusing because it was like it seemed it seemed it was like too difficult to write for a character that can stop time like that stop time see the future travel into the future and she only ever uses the worst of those three powers yeah and then you found out like she only time travels once <sighs> like i guess she technically does it like twice but it's just like you could do this the whole time yeah like, what are you doing, man? Why don't, don't you just time travel to the point in time past when you were supposed to die and then stay there? I don't get this. Maybe she just dies as soon as she arrives. Maybe. Speaking of hypothetical, should we should we go into where it could have gone? You know what? I had a bunch of ideas, but then I had a really shit post idea that I really like. So, Jordan, um, I know if you've read this, maybe I don't know if you have. Let's just have a crossover with the A Gravity Boys, because I was like, <laughs> what's a manga that would most fix the characters in this series? And I think the A Gravity Boys would be up to the task. It would be like, instead of Queer Eye for the straight guy, it would be... Um, Big joke guy for the... Yeah, dick jokes for the depressed folk. <laughs> oh, hey! Okay. Damn, hey. that's really good. So they would just be like, hey, you know, you don't be funny with that grenade you got. Shove it up your butt. <laughs> yeah. That's just funny. And be like, and just take all the piss out of the series just by having the A-Gravity Boy show up. That's not exactly what I, where I was thinking, but the general idea of just adding levity to this fucking thing. Because the moments where there are jokes aren't actually not bad. Like the blow-up doll being just a distraction. That was like the first time reading this manga when he just opened up his uh, his delivery and it was a fucking blow up doll where I was like, oh, maybe this isn't trash. And then it turns out, no, I was wrong. <laughs> That's how you describe the series. If you just made this like more satirical, like if, if the if the point of this manga was to laugh at how hilariously overdramatic these teenagers were, it could be good. It could be yeah. really good. But Man. that is not what this manga is. So, baby, though, what about you? What were some things besides just as you said, turning the series into love is war? What would you have fixed about it without tearing out the infrastructure? So if you're going to make your guy at the beginning like an absolute piece of shit, right? The, there's an obvious direction to go with that of, okay, let's redeem him throughout the story. Let's have him grow as a character over time, which there's nothing that really like invokes that happening. And it, my opinion of him hasn't really changed very much. There's a, I, I could name endless series that do this well. Uh, in fact, you know what it is? It's like he's supposed to have a character arc, but it's more like because it doesn't really like happen over time it just seems like he's a piece of shit and then sometimes he's a nice guy and then sometimes he's a piece of shit again yeah he keeps bouncing back to being an asshole 
yeah, it's, he's just bouncing. It just makes him have a completely inconsistent character yeah. rather than being on an arc. I love using this as an example because it's always great to bring it up. And I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think either of you have read it. But uh, Vagabond, the guy kind of starts out as like a piece of shit. And seeing his emotional growth over time is the most moving part of that and why it's one of like the absolute favorites in like all of Sane and manga. Is that the manga with the unbelievably amazing art? Yes. Is that by the guy who made uh, Slam Dunk? Slam Dunk and Real. Real is also like that. Uh, you see one of the... Dude, I every time you guys talk about like some of the best manga or mangakas of all time, you, you and he's like left out, I'm like, they need to read him one day. We are uneducated in many ways. Well, once you have like the right certified flop, you just you got to save that one to recover from it. Maybe <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> gotcha. OK, but I think we're getting a little off track. I also thought that the IB kind of looks like the number 18. So what if this entire series was just about like literally about teenagers being melodramatic and having to get emotionally ready for like life changing? And the series is yeah. like set as like a high school thing, maybe with some magic. But it's all about like once they graduate high school, they're parting ways. They actually become adults. There's a lot of emotional development you're going to go through in college. And it just shows how people are not quite ready yet to become an adult. And this is kind of like your end of like that childhood adolescence. And that's why you're imagining all this crazy bullshit that's going on because literally this looks this series is what 16 and 17 year olds in high school think their life is going to end once they graduate high school would be dreaming of as a series yeah there are aspects of this that are relatable to the uh, 14 year old in me i will say nihilistic very nihilistic and not the good kind of nihilistic we're nihilist lebowski we don't believe in anything <laughs> okay well <laughs> i do believe in miscellaneous thoughts so let's get into that Jordan, though, so what was some miscellaneous thoughts you had? David, I think that this line, that this manga has a line that rivals the eighth deadly sin being justice. What is that? The bunny girl, her mom doesn't just sell sex. She doesn't just sell drugs. She sells drug sex. God, yeah. Where's the <laughs> rock and roll? Like, it's like, no, man, she has sex and does the drugs when she's having sex. Yo, man, I think she has drug sex. Crazy. I lost my mind when I read that line. I was like, are you, what the fuck? It's kind of like eating while you watch TV, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's pretty common, actually. Well, yeah, but like you're taking two dopamine sources and putting them together. It's the optimal way to do them. It's like peanut butter <laughs> and chocolate. Yeah. Also, <laughs> they call it IBS. It's like irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> that really needed a small S. I don't know what a real translator would have done about that. Yeah, it really did. If they just didn't make it a capital S, it would have been fine. I know it's yeah. not like grammatically correct, but like sometimes I've seen the apostrophe S after. Oh, yeah. Acronym like that. It just looks better. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody know why they were called instant bullets? Because I did they explain that and I just forgot they could instantly make the series terrible. I don't know if it's something to do with a translation issue, but it seemed like in the early ver or, uh, in the early chapters, there was some establishment of it being like, you know, it's just a power that you can use instantly. That makes sense. Which isn't even true. There's that one guy who's like, yeah, it took me seven years to get uh, like I can get all the information in the world, but like it takes me a long time. The shitty super smartphone. Like, literally the opposite of instant. It took him like seven years to figure out where some like where somebody is or some shit, you know? 
I wasn't in the chibi to make a prediction, but one of my predictions going in this is that there was going to be no significance to the title having like IB's instant bullet where that IB's like really means anything. Good guess. But at this point, like not even just the IB's, but the instant bullet didn't really mean anything, which is they just overtook. Nothing in this series meant anything, you know? Also, can you believe they said 99% of people in the world are happy? Like, yeah, really? Are you fucking kidding me? That is such a dumb teenager thing to say, though. What is the child starvation rate? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know how common depression is? Like, Yeah, that feel win. This manga oh, makes man. me depressed because of how bad it was. I was already depressed, and this manga makes it worse. I had a world geography teacher in my uh, freshman year of high school that tried to convince me that, like, starving children were as happy as, like, regular people and that mm. it's all relative. And I don't quite understand Ooh. what she was ever getting at, but it sounded really stupid when she said it. It's very stupid. That is very, very stupid. There are, like, these documentaries people make where they go to, like, destitute villages and they're like, see, this one guy's happy, so stop fucking complaining. This dude has less than you. He's fucking happy. Shut the fuck up about your problems, what you have to bitch about. And it's like, shut up. Like, everybody else in that village is miserable. Shut up. This series made me appreciate how well One Piece handled Robin, who is probably the most melodramatic character during the Water 7 arc. Yeah. And Luffy's like, fuck off. Say you want to live and we'll save you. Yeah. And then, bam, Luffy cures depression. One Piece has, like, small bits of this kind of, like, depression, like, sprinkled throughout there, but everything else is, like, filled with levity and shit. Like, what if in the middle of reading this manga, there was just Usopp there, just, like, reacting to this guy's, to what this guy was saying? It would make the manga better. Usopp would say, tone it down, guys, and he literally is so depressed that depression-based powers don't work on him. Yeah, he's like, whoa, guys, uh, that's kind of weird, uh... Yep. <laughs> that's a good six words somebody Usopp would say towing the depression down. <laughs> Fuck, that's better than what I had. That's better than what I had. On that note, let me just list off some Maxi B faults and we'll get into final verdict. So Maxi B, thank you again. They have noted I am very incompatible with this sort of comic because, well, I believe in humans. I do think they exist as well. Cancellation after two years and five volumes is pretty good by our standards. Yeah, th this is definitely one of the longer things we've read recently. Uh. Aka Akasaka says this is something he worked on since high school and calls it his life's work in the afterward. Kind of cute considering the success he went on to. And the offer declares his intent to return to this one day, but has since retired as an artist now only writing comics. So it'll be very different if it ever happens again. The fact that he was been he's been working on it since high school explains so much. That explains so fucking much about this. Yeah, I have no doubt that he tried to thought of the bulk of this while he was like 16. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with uh, um, Phoenix by uh, Tezka? Do you say? You know Tezka, right? The Astro Boy guy? Uh, yes. Oh, I've only heard it uh, pronounced the filthy Gaijin way of Tezuka. I know who you mean. Well, uh, Phoenix is often considered his life's work, and it's like a really common saying. So him calling this his life's work makes me just think that it's in some way being compared to Phoenix, which is one <laughs> of the most offensive things I've ever heard. But maybe that's not <laughs> what he meant. I don't think that's explicitly what he meant with that statement. No, I think he meant literally his own life's work. <laughs> I mean, it was at this point. He hadn't made anything. I just don't want him to be like one of the one of the greats of manga in like 20 years or something and be like, yeah, that was my Phoenix. 
Instant <laughs> Bullet was my most spiritual manga. I will not elaborate. <laughs> okay, so though, let's get into the final verdict. So, right, starting things off from the community, Tucker, gentlemen, we've achieved it. Peak emo, Maxi B, a chuny tale of twisted humanity. Orange, Madoka Magica, but everything is black. That's a great series. Dude rocks, protects powers, pupified cream, amazing. Chicken warlord, biscuit hammer, now with extra delusions. I like that one. I'll be who wrote this instant bullshit. Ishigami, T Wolfwood, not bizarre enough to interest me. Dragonini, I feel nothing and remember less. Special thanks to. Resident Warhammer nerd for helping them think of theirs. And on that note, they said a miracle this ever got made. 090Z said neat concepts not expanded thoroughly enough. And Bambi Raptor or Bambi, sorry, I used your Christian name, your full Christian name. My, my apologies. <laughs> Bambi, what was your six word summary? Maybe we stick to one plot. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. How about you, Jordan? Uh, I have two. This plot's the opposite of instant, and they're all angsty because of IBS. <laughs> So it is actually six words if mine was Usopp thinks they need to turn the depression down. And though my actual one, I really wanted to say mom said it's my turn to be edgy, but that's eight (laughs) words and I couldn't think of a way to make it six. So mine was Alexa play. Where is my mind? Because this definitely feels like someone watched or read Fight Club before they wrote the series. Yeah. Alexa, stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what Fight Club also has? Jokes. What? And good writing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Those are some great six for summaries. So, Mamie, what do you think? Is this series a flop or not? Or a certified flop. I feel like I'm not particularly qualified to give anything a certified flop, but uh, I'm still None giving I'm still giving this a certified flop because I think it is the worst manga I have ever read. And before this, it was Days on Fess, which was really bad. You literally just said it's the worst thing you've ever read. You can definitely call this a certified flop. Yeah. I have a refined palate, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this has got to be certified flop for me, but there's probably worse stuff that even you guys haven't read. Maybe. Hey, have you ever read, you ever hear of this manga called Biichi? That's really bad too. <laughs> I know that it's the worst work of someone that has one work that is also in like, I haven't read the manga for it, but Fire Force is probably the, one of the worst anime I've ever seen. So. Oh, brutal. Oh, don't tell my girlfriend that. She loves that. Oof. Oof. I really love Soul Eater. I like Soul Eater. I wouldn't say love. I really like Fire Force. Fire Force is, man, some of the worst fan service ruining the plot I've ever seen, but. Fire Force has issues. Fiery takes. Anyway, did you have a recommendation for what people should check out instead of this? Yes, actually. And it's funny because I know you guys have one that's very similar. Uh, Have either of you ever read Spirit Circle? No. No, but I know it's by the writer of Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer. Yeah, I was going to mention that one if you guys didn't because I haven't read Biscuit Hammer, but um, I've read Spirit Circle, which it feels like he literally, I don't, I'm pretty sure Spirit Circle was ongoing or maybe finished right around when he wrote this. It feels like he read (laughs) Spirit Circle and thought, I can do that and do it better. And he completely missed what made Spirit Circle good. This offer missed a lot of things of what makes things good. Like, if you guys read Spirit Circle, it will literally feel like you are reading almost the same thing at the beginning. Well, there you go. And then how about you, Jordan? Is this a flop or certified flop? So you know how uh, Aliens Area, it was like almost certified, but like just wound up being a flop. This to me is almost a flop, but no, it's a certified flop. It's it's fucking certified. It It was too miserable to read is the problem. This was painful to read. 
there are aspects of it where it's like, oh, that was cool. Oh, that was interesting. But the process of getting through it was such a slog and I don't want to read it again. So it is certified flop. And for my recommendation, somebody mentioned the six word summary. Little anime called uh, Puella Magi Maroka Magica. Yes. Where they made the character designer cry. Yes, they did. There is like this same kind of like edginess that this manga wants to have. There's like a crazy time travel plot. You got like your high school girls with like superpowers and stuff. It's just, well, this manga does it very bad. Madoka Magica does it very well. And one of the girls in Madoka Magica actually likewise uses military equipment. Yes! Sorry to jump back in. Uh, I had another thing I'd recommend similar to this, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one either, but uh, Dead Dead Demons DDD Destruction. That's a great name. Jordan's gonna go check it out. Yeah. By the guy that wrote Poon Poon and Salonen, but it's getting an anime soon. Uh, the manga is very good. It's about, like, girls and the world ending, so kind of in that same vein. That sounds really fun. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Short, too. 12 very small volumes. I like it. All right. And then my, uh, yeah, this is a certified flop. This is one of the series at first you think is not that bad, but then you're like, this series, I think after four chapters, I went into just kind of grind mode where I just was reading it to read it for this podcast because this was painful. These were very, very long feeling chapters. I know there were double chapters, but God, it was awful to read it. And then it feels like a cop out to say, like, check out Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, but it really is. So as a different recommendation, I'm going to go with Angel Beats, which is kind of a series that's all about press kids learning to stop fucking being depressed. Maybe one day I'll learn. It's got good piano music. Oh, nice. All right. So then, Jordan, though, since we call this a certified flop, is this the worst thing we've ever read? I think Beachy's worse. At least this had good art. I think Philosophy School's worse. Uh, I think... Uh, school ju- it's going to be very hard to beat School Judgment. Yeah, a School Judgment is worse for a different reason, is the thing. <laughs> yes. Um, but in terms of, like, not comparing this to, like, pedophile manga, I think, uh, what's what's that one? Bokusan. I think that's another one that's, like, worse than this. But this is still in that realm It's in the conversation. It is in the conversation. You don't want to be in that conversation. You want to be as far away from that as possible. Yes, but you know what conversation I want to be a part of? Hearing about some awesome things that Bambi's been doing, so why don't we move to shout-outs? Bambi, I want to say thank you so much, though, for being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure to be recording with you and talking with you all the time on the Discord. Bambi, where can they find the wonderful things you do? You can find me on Twitter at uh, TastefulToePics. I don't post any toe pics, but I why haven't. Not? Uh, <laughs> uh i can do it we'll talk later i think my youtube is jacob galloway i should probably have a more marketable name for that but sometimes i post like tft and uh like trading guard game content on there nice yeah i'm no longer on there weekly but you should also check out the antibodies podcast yeah on spotify and anywhere else you see antibodies content at when you google antibodies because no one else has that name because it was a really dumb name (laughs) <laughs> I made it, so I can say that. That sounds good to me. There are podcasts with worse names. Like Shonen Flop! Fuck off. I like the name. Shonen Flop's a great name. <laughs> the problem is when you make an ironic name, but nobody knows it's ironic until they listen to it and understand, like, the vibe. 
I completely agree. But you pass the vibe check. And though another podcast that passes the vibe check is Sci-Fi Remnant, a podcast for sci-fi lovers that's, that span across books, movies, TV shows, or games. Find them at solo.to slash sci-fi remnant. But I also want to say, Bami, thank you also for being a patron. I really appreciate it. We could not keep doing the show without your awesome support. Absolutely love it. And I also want to give props to Jordan for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with the editing. Props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mert and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. We just recently saw Scrooge. So, Azurat, thank you so much for running that. Ozzy Rat's running this shit every month. Thank you, Stan. She it's runs this shit. Awesome. She runs this shit. And as I just said, and I should have said it now, if you've been enjoying the podcast and help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We would not be able to keep running the show without their support. You get a ton of awesome perks like early access to episodes sitting in while we record and two bonus monthly episodes. Bambi, what do you think? Is it worth being a patron? Uh, He says yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jordan, though, what is the big piece of content our wonderful patrons are getting exclusively this month? I believe that that is our uh, second episode of the dick joke manga, A Gravity Boys. Hell yeah. Tune in and listen to part two of our three-part series of a manga that is too long and talk too much about ass play for us to cover (laughs) on this podcast. And you can find out why I think the A Gravity Boys would have had a hell of a time meeting the cast of this series. You can join us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. Also, David, thank you so much for uh, editing and putting the podcast together and structuring, doing all the wonderful things that you do. Keep on doing oh, what you're doing, Oh, that is so man. kind of you yeah. to say. Yeah, thanks, David. Oh, you guys are the best. And then I also still want to give read off some of our names of our fantastic patrons, starting with our Chainsaw Man patron. Are you a weeping angel? Because I can't take my eyes off of you. Oh, that's really cute. Then our Dolphin Dads, Dude Man Bro Guy, and Traffic Groving Animals for All Loving Girls and Raccoons Wolfwood. Moving on down to the King of the Forest, we have Albie, Cram, Gabe Lando, Isra Fant, Jacob Andrew Galloway. Hey, that's hey. you. Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Marty, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. For anyone on Tummy Watch, she has not reported any stomach issues while in Florida, Scott Mirbanen, T, The Real Jory, The BB King, BB The, and Trevor Schechner. Thank you so much. I love all of you. You're all my children. Yes, you're all invited to my dog's bar mitzvah. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we do The Floppies. Yeah! The Floppies! This has been David. This has been Jordan. This is Bambi Raptor slash Jacob. (laughs) Are you going to give your social security number as well? Uh, It's a And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopper. Yeah.